Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 16th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us this morning. You can follow along on YouTube if you'd like. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. All right. If I were to offer you a beer, which brand would you hope I would give you? What is about? that a question for me or sure. the audience in general? Anybody. I don't drink beer. You don't? Okay, no. so you're, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, I very, it does very, matter I to very, you. No, I very rarely drink beer. Uh, I'm Look, I'm in it for sport, Casey, so if I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking to get messed up. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Are you? Do you want to be honest with us? <laughs> uh, well, it is interesting you say this because you would, what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. And, and when once we do a deep dive on this, there's no way you're going to convince me now after what we saw happen with Bud Light and now what we're about to talk about with Coors Light, who pun Miller Light or M- M- Miller Light, I'm sorry, pun intended, said, "Hold my beer." Mm-hmm. Um, that th- there are not people working in these companies that are actively attempting to sabotage the well-being of the company. So social media users are now calling for a boycott of Miller Light. And this is over what they describe as a woke advertisement, okay? So let's play the ad first, and then we can discuss it. You're going to try to defend this, aren't you? Well- I can already tell. I'm not going to- You're going to try to defend this. No, 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 no. I'm not going to defend it, but I I do have some thoughts on it. Okay. And I think it's only, it's it's important that we listen to it first, and then we talk about what's going on. And let's remind everybody, this is on the heels of Bud Light- losing a huge amount of customer base 26 percent money their distributors you know in trouble they're handing out money to distributors say please don't leave us please don't abandon us that they we just went through the bud light thing Mm -hmm. which was very clear people letting you know i don't want politics involved in my beer i don't certainly want woke politics involved in my beer i just want beer to be beer i think a rational person would look at the bud light saga it's like that was the the takeaway, right? Just yeah. make the beer. Leave, just leave the politics out of it. Let me just drink my beer in peace. Yes, and and now Miller Lite uh, having none of that. <laughs> okay, here it is. Here's a little known fact: women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Look at this wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good helps farmers grow quality hops. Which has been donated to women brewers to make their own really good But there's definitely more out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good too. Oh, so here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. 
don't care if it goes on or whatever. I can't I can't deal with any any more of that. So, uh, Casey, let's let's establish a couple things, okay? So okay. the the uh, of the beer brands such as Miller Lite, Coors Light, Bud Light, I think it's safe to say the predominant consumer of that product would be men. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is no allegation that any woman against her will was forced to pose for any sort of photos or calendars or posters or television advertisements or any sort of promotion related to Miller Lite over the years. Correct. And so what Miller Lite is saying is that society should feel bad that women of their own free will made financial decisions and transactions that benefited them both financially and in terms of publicity, which created greater likely financial contributions Mm -hmm. or benefits because good-looking women who are dressed in a certain manner appeal to a consumer base. Yes. So everybody was okay with everything. Mm -hmm. Everybody was a consenting adult engaging in commercial transactions, whether it be the women posing for the calendars or photos or whatever, the men buying the beer, the women appealing to the men buying the beer. And yet we as society now are supposed to issue some sort of gigantic apology and feel like a bunch of a-holes. And now for some reason, send all of your stuff back in at your own expense, by the way. It's not like they're offering to cover the shipping cost. Right. You pay to send us your stuff and then we'll do something that helps specifically women, even though it's a male dominated product. Yes. Okay, so a couple of things. Did I get all of that correctly? I I think so. Okay, perfect. Here's a couple of things though. This ad came out in March. Uh huh. This ad predated the Dylan Mulvaney stuff. Yes. And it is now just gaining traction. So yes. let's get the timeline correct. Does it make it any less stupid? No, I don't think so. <laughs> here's the here's the deal. I think had they come out, and this was all part of Women's History Month, which is in March. Uh huh. That's when Miller Lite produced this ad. So it's so sent it out there into the So ether. as part of women's history. They were trying to honor women by but, saying but time out, time out. So you're telling me they're supposed to honor they're demeaning women. What they're saying is these women who engaged in these sometimes very lucrative financial transactions with great publicity and great benefit for women are now essentially uh turncoats to the women of the world and we should totally demean, bemoan and basically erase these women from history. That's how you pay tribute to women. That's what they're saying. Now, I don't necessarily see this as a big woke ad. I see this as more of a feminist ad. They're What's the difference? Okay, well, here's the deal. They could have taken this ad and they could have said, you know, women were some of the first brewers from the Middle Ages to colonial America. Stop. Yes, that's correct. They didn't have to get into the bikini part of it. Because had they done that, had they said, hey, women were some of the first brewers in this country. We celebrate women. Congratulations. You're awesome. I think men would have been okay with that. And women would have been okay with that. 
But instead, they had to do the whole, and we put them in bikinis. That's where the whole thing turned bad. I mean, I've seen a photo where you put yourself in a bikini, and I know, you were more look, than happy to show good, that to didn't me. I? I look good, didn't I? <laughs> you okay. could have been one of the Miller Lite but girls. But here's, here's the thing. The mistake that Miller made is they didn't have to disparage men for enjoying looking at women in bikinis to prop up women brewers. You don't have to tear somebody down to raise somebody else up. Had they just stopped and said, hey, women brewers, congratulations, good job. Here's to you. That would have been enough. Men wouldn't have been upset. Women would have been happy about it. Instead, they had to do this. Oh, bikinis are bad. To who? Well, that's isn't it? This is that's so t- where they made their mistake. So two points on this. Number one, I think it's a stretch to see that the now coordinate. It's, it seems it seems like a coordinated marketing effort, not not amongst products, but a a deliberate. Let me rephrase that: a deliberate marketing effort by these corporations to demean right that's what i'm their, saying their consumer right why did why do they have to put down men for enjoying looking at women in bikinis to prop up women they didn't have to do that so if you are actively now multiple brands running ads that directly either demean or alienate your overwhelming the overwhelmingly dominant portion of your consumer base there's you've got to really ask the question how why would you be doing that unless you actually wanted to harm the product you work for it's almost like reparations in a way like this is the big apology and in the end they're saying they're taking the bad stuff to good stuff like women need handouts so again they're they're trying to say congratulations women we support you but you can only do this if we give you handouts with this composting and where are the people who run these companies you know again the bud remember the bud light guy oh it was just a one-time thing and we didn't know and we this and we that and we blah 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 and now you know when you couple that with this ad where are the people who are running these companies who are supposed to step in and say wait a second this is insane that we are deliberately alienating a huge portion of our of our customer base. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that unless you want the company to fail? Absolutely. They can do both. They can continue to put beautiful women in ads to attract the male demographic, and they can also say, hey, women, you preserve the knowledge and practice of producing beer in this country. We think that's pretty awesome of you, too. Instead, they, they, didn't, they didn't choose that path. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, the governor of New York was on with Al Sharpton yesterday, mm-hmm. and this is this is uh, this is liberalism in about one minute of audio. She is lamenting the mass influx of illegal immigrants into her state, her sanctuary city, and then she goes out of her way to talk about how they're trying to help all the illegal immigrants. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 
19 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this morning, Rudy Giuliani. He's being sued for $10 million by a former aide over alleged sexual assault. The lady says that uh, it was an absolute requirement of her job that she satisfy his sexual demands. Also trending this hour, a new study was done to determine what room or space in your home is the room that you want remodeled the most. And they actually broke it down by state. And in Indiana, the room that Hoosiers want to remodel the most is the bathroom. Ah, yes. And on a uh, nationwide average, it costs $11,365. How much? $11,365 to remodel a bathroom. Isn't that interesting? Because especially in, and as times change, obviously taste change, right? Like carpets Mm -hmm. or whatever that were big in the 70s or 80s or, you know, not big now. Wallpaper was big for a while. A lot of people don't do wallpaper anymore. But one of the things when you observe building a new home or you're in the process of building a new home is the prevalence on bathrooms that clearly did not exist in homes, say, that were built in the 1970s or 1980s. Yeah. And so, for example, in my house, there's two bathrooms. One of the bathrooms, they rented, the people who owned it before me renovated it and put a lot of effort and money into it. And it's the same, it's almost the same size of bathroom as the other one. But yet, when you walk into that other bathroom, still usable, shower in it, all those sorts of things, how small and uneventful it is compared to modern day bathrooms. The it, renovated it, it, one. It is amazing how little effort people put in. Bathrooms are almost an afterthought mm-hmm. until, you know, hey, 10, 15 years ago when people started really investing in what's the bathroom going to look like. Yeah. And if you ask any realtor now, they'll tell you it's kitchens and bathrooms that sell the home outside of location. And here in Indiana, that is the way it goes. Bathroom is number one, followed by kitchen, basement, and then they have shower listed again. I would consider that part of the bathroom but according to this study it was separate and some other spaces you're probably thinking okay well yeah bathroom and kitchen that's what you're going to renovate in every space every home but in some states for example maine rv was on the list or (laughs) camper showed up so different spaces finally trending billionaire and legendary wall street fund manager paul tudor jones says he's going to stick with bitcoin I've never sat on a horse that long, just just so you know. Um, so what's the, you're still on the horse though. I, 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 from the beginning, I've always said I want to have a small allocation to it because it's a great tail event. It's the only thing that humans can't adjust the supply in. So I, I'm sticking with it. Uh, I'm going to always stick with it as just a small diversification in my portfolio. Okay, sounds like he owns some Bitcoin and really needs it to work out. He also says that AI will create a productivity boom. Oh. It is. Well, I was just going to say real quick on the Bitcoin. You know, I have strong feelings about the Bitcoin. So let's look at Bitcoin, how it has done the past year. Now, obviously, at one point it was like $66,000. And we were on this show when the other blonde haired lady worked here. And we were telling you this is a disaster this there's no rhyme or reason for it to be this it's almost like sports cards or various other memorabilia that during covid people because of the print 
G Casey, when you print money, it kind of devalues the dollar. Have you ever have you heard of that? I've heard that. That if you before. just start printing money, the said dollar becomes less valuable. It's also the cause of inflation. Boy, it <laughs> sure is. Hot dang. Uh, so people, the smart people, recognizing, oh crap. Within a short period of time, this dollar is going to be worthless. I need to find new places to put it. It's part of why the sports memorabilia stuff went through the roof. It has come back down. Bitcoin, same way, where there were just these ridiculous prices being paid for Bitcoin, and it was totally unsustainable. And and so it's, what's it right now? It's like 27, what is it today? It's 27, 27.62.60 right now. And it obviously changes by the second. But that is... 30 what is that 39,000 or something like that dollars difference off its high that's an incredible amount now bitcoin uh over the past 6 months up about 62% or $10,417 because bitcoin had at one point dropped below $17,000 i mean it was in a you know a crisis point where some people were predict- predicting maybe it'll go you know to zero now for the year a year over one year, it's still down almost 10%. So the trend for the year has been down. However, not as down as it once was, mm-hmm. but nobody knows anything about this stuff. This is why it's like when people, uh, you know, we dubbed him Bitcoin guy. Yeah. You know, the guy on social media. <laughs> if you're not in Bitcoin, you're missing out because my Bitcoin is up 7 million percent in the last seven seconds. He has, knows nothing about it. There's like seven people who know about Bitcoin, and they don't really even know either because it's all just made-up, gobbly, nonsense vomit. Well, you were you consult recall, your consult your investment professional. You recall I put a hundred dollars into Bitcoin yes. uh, January first of twenty two. Yes, and we would periodically check to see where it was yeah. over the past year. It's been so long that I've logged in. I, I it's not even popping up anymore. I have to go retrieve my password. <laughs> find out what it is. That's how long it's been since I've checked on my Bitcoin because it just kept falling and falling, falling. I think at one point it was down to $26. Well, and there's no there's no rhyme or reason for any of it because it's something just somebody made up and people bought into and it's not backed by any government. It's not an official currency. Like you can say what you it's your total path to freedom. Well, that's not how that works. Part of being in a world economy, which we are, means governments. You have to have full faith and credit of governments and then that gives Gives you full faith and credit in the world. So these people, your number one way to financial freedom is to get out of the government-backed currency. <laughs> no, that's not how that operates. Consult your investment professional. But it, you know, and with the dollar remaining very strong, not because we're doing anything here. Clearly, we're printing money like it's going out of style. We're just not doing it quite as bad as some other countries. And with interest rates rising, thanks to the Federal Reserve, you know, these it's all silly. It's it's all it's all it's all silly. Well, like I said, and that's Paul, my hot take. It's all yeah, silly. It's all silly. Paul Tudor Jones, he clearly owns some Bitcoin, and he needs it to work out. Right, which is why he's staying in it for the long haul. Uh, all right, we were going to get to this stuff with the New York governor, but we kind of ran out of time. So let's just uh, let's get to the voicemails. All right, it is ten twenty seven. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Hey, Casey. Yeah. Question. What? This is a really important question. I'm listening. Don't answer it right away. Okay. Think it through. Okay. 
How would you like to get a 35% bonus when you invest your money? I don't have to think very long about that. I think that's a great idea. Well, Tell me you, more. you didn't follow instructions, but that's fine. If you invest $100,000, <laughs> you get the $35,000 bonus. If you invest $200,000, you get a $70,000 bonus. And if this sounds too good to be true, it's not. And this special offer gets even better. That's because you'll sleep well knowing your money is backed by an A-plus insurance company that's been in business for how long? 140 years. And they have two and a half trillion in assets. And you can learn more by calling Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy at 317-932-9912. And if you know Rob, you know he doesn't seem to like a whole lot of people. But I really, 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 did I say really, Casey, do like Bill Demery. <laughs> learn how you can get a 35% bonus by calling 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number here. It is 1033. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And this is the portion of the program where we turn it over to you with your voicemails. All right, Casey, I have a question for you. Okay. Because, um, you know, I, I consider us to be a news talk program mm-hmm. where we uh, report on the news, we comment on the news, we offer opinions on the news, and... Um, you know, we kind of just try to get to stories as best we can. It's an action-packed day, three hours a day. Uh, I was unaware that there were certain times that we had to do certain stories or certain members of our audience would find that deeply offensive. Oh, I didn't know that either. Well, apparently it is because, uh, of course, we have continued to be, we broke the story. We will continue to be the people who cover the story until justice is found for that poor child out in Brownsburg who was allegedly forced to eat his own vomit. Obviously, there's been multiple arrests. Uh, The teachers, aides, whatever you want to call them, have been dismissed from their job. And much of it, though, continues to be shrouded in mystery as the school corporation, uh, avoiding transparency like it's the plague, the superintendent, school board accepting no responsibility, Brownsburg Police Department denying public records requests. And so, you know, to me, uh, that is a school that has hundreds of children in it. It's a school corporation with thousands of kids. It's a a total indictment of the public education system as a collective. Uh, And that, to me, seemed like it was a pretty newsworthy story at any time of the day that we were to cover said story. Absolutely. Yes. Agree. And uh, so we had Kristen Ferklick on yesterday. Mm -hmm. She's our Brownsburg resident who has been working very hard to do these public records requests, try to get the information that we can't get voluntarily from our government. And I did not know that there was a time frame by which we could cover this story. But someone far more concerned about when we're covering the story than the actual story, than the actual content of the story. Hi, um, I'm listening today on Monday. It's about 1145 or about, and I'm going to turn off the radio. Um, I'm as interested in Brownsburg school updates as anybody, but maybe 10 or 1030 would be a better choice than when people are going to be trying to eat their lunch. Just a thought. 
That's her concern. Well, we can't do it at 10.30 because that's when we do voicemail. So now we have to play this lady at 10.30, yes. <laughs> I get what she's saying, though. I think she's making a point of how upsetting the entire story is. No, she's mad because it's disrupting her lunch, Casey. What do you mean she, that she's disrupt, upset about how the whole story is? Well, how about, how about the irony there? The story is of the teachers forcing the special needs child to eat his own vomit and it's making her upset where she might vomit up her lunch. Oh, well, then uh, I did not know that 11.45, like, what's a wit? So I can only do stories that involve grotesque, alleged abuse of children before 11. Is that is that the, is, I, I is that, that our new thing now? Yeah, I think that's we what We should probably get requesting. that clarified with our bosses. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter that hey, maybe we try to put this at different times when we talk about to it because expose it to different right, audiences absolutely. who listen different times throughout their day. It doesn't mean we're we're advocating mm-hmm. for this child far mm-hmm. more than the school corporation mm-hmm. is advocating mm-hmm. for this child. It doesn't matter that we've kind of got a strategy on where we put things to let new people know. No, this lady is most concerned about we disrupted her lunch. Now, I always thought, like, I mean, l- the y- your lunch. So basically, if we if we extrapolate this between like what eleven and two, mm-hmm. so the entire basically Tony Katz afternoon show, yeah. he can't really cover this story either, right? Because it, it, when is the actual lunch time? Rob, you need to be sensitive to her constitution. <laughs> Casey, can I also prove one other point? And this is, Kev, this is some life advice for you, okay? If someone approaches you with a high that is more than one second long, that is absolutely not going to end well for you. And you need to turn and run because that is an insincere high if someone approaches you with a high that is more than one second long. Like, let's try it out. Are you ready? Hi, Casey. Hi. Hi. Hi, Casey. Uh, oh, that's got bad news written all now, over. Let, what if it's a hi? Uh, well, that might end well for someone. Another, that's a yeah. whole other story. But that right was there. definitely not the tone nor inflection there. from this lady. Can we just can we just get the very beginning of said phone call to prove my point? Yeah. Hi. Oh. I'm listening today on Hi. Monday. It's about 11.45. Okay. Uh, you're, you're right. Hi. That's You know what that is? That's a bye. Yeah. No, I knew. Casey, I'm, I've been doing this so long now. I knew from the moment I heard that high where that phone call was going to go as I was so playing she was the upset. voicemail into the... Um, yeah. Into the recorder, I said, oh, no. I mean, there was an audible in the studio. Uh-huh. Oh, no. But conversely, a long hay is good news. Is it? Well, I've been told the more wise you put on hay, the better it is. <laughs> well, that's with texting, right? right? Yeah. And, and that's something that only girls and women do. Oh, okay. Or maybe never, just girls. You've never responded with multiple whys on your hay, Kev? <laughs> no, I don't think guys do that. Uh, do you get a lot of multiple whys? In your texting with your lady You know, wait a second. Time out. That's so sexist of you, Kevin. You've probably got an attic full of Miller Lite posters <laughs> and cardboard cutouts and calendars of scantily clad women promoting beer. That's All st- I'm saying is I've never seen a guy text me with multiple whys unless mm. they were just joking. Not yet. You wait till this <laughs> afternoon, buddy. Uh, we Remember yesterday we were talking about how Tesla... And several other car companies are eliminating the AM radio. The AM radio. Yeah. 
and we got into a big discussion about kind of the history of AM radio, about, hey, is this a good move? Is it a bad move? Obviously, the there are many associations that are really pushing the federal government to kind of step in on this and try to help block these car manufacturers from eliminating AM radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our loyal listeners calls quite a bit, listens all the time. Great guy uh, called with a little history lesson for us. Hello, fan of the show calling. Uh, pertaining to the subject of AM and FM radio, I remember when I was a little kid back in the 60s that more and more stations were changing to FM because of uh, more and more record albums, music was being recorded in stereo. Mm-hmm. And uh, AM, you couldn't broadcast in stereo, I think. Uh, But that's where FM came in as a big factor. And uh, because of the two-channel airwaves or whatever technical broadcast terminology, but uh, I had heard that a lot of stations were switching over for the stereo factor. He's right. It's called Album Oriented Rock. AOR. AOR. That is the name of the format, and that is what really propelled frequency modulation, FM. All right. Let's take a break. Hammer's got something for us. It'll be riveting. It'll be (laughs) magnanimous. It'll be good. It'll be the greatest segment of radio probably ever heard. Marconi Award winning. 80 plus years. WIBC has been in existence, no doubt. It'll be life-altering. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 1044. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do you remember we were uh, promoting the Hammer segment, Marconi Award winning? It was going to be the best thing that you've ever heard. It was going to be amazing. Yes. Hammer's not here today. (laughs) Well, I thought it was kind of weird because I'd not heard from him. Like normally he'll say, hey, I want to get into A, B, and C, and Mm -hmm. I'd not heard from him. You're stuck with me. Sorry. But yes, Nigel is here. Let's Uh, spend the next uh, 10 minutes talking about Little House of the Prairie. You want to? Casey Daniels here. Okay, what was your favorite uh, Victor French episode? Uh, I don't don't know. I'm not familiar with the ones that he directed specifically, but did he direct Wild Boy? I, Did he direct the Wild Boy the one? Worst, wait, wait, time, time out. the worst storyline. So you have legitimately gotten into watching every episode of Little House on the uh, I'm on my second cycle for the seasons. With, <laughs> now, not by myself, with my son. Mm-hmm. My son and I watched it during the pandemic, and... And boy, they, there's some highs and some lows oh, in that yeah. series. Yeah, there's... and then everybody plays baseball and all is good. <laughs> now it's John. That's John Boy. Is that John Boy? No, that's the no, Waltons. Waltons. That's the Waltons. Yeah. Yes. Little House the in the Park. Michael Landon. Laura, Laura yes, Ingalls. Laura Ingalls. Yeah, La- Michael, based on the book. Michael Landon is yes. is Little House on the Prairie, right? He's Charles. Yeah, my, correct. It's something my son and I share. He's 11 years old. Dad, Prairie, or no, he'll go. Dad, LHP, let's go. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Well, my grandmother loved Michael Landon. I mm-hmm. think for people of a certain well, age. 
age, he was kind of a heartthrob. And then after Little House on the Prairie, of course, you know what came next. Was the angel. Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. Another with Victor French. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating that that is, you are wholly invested in the Little House on the Prairie and are becoming a bit of an expert. Um, Can I just say, though, that this Durham the the Durham report that dropped yes. yesterday during the Hammer and Nigel shows it's, it's got me freaked out, man. Should it's really really scary stuff how Hillary and the DNC commissioned you know the Steele dossier, which in turn was used to basically kneecap and undercut the entire Donald Trump, not only his campaign but his presidency, and years and years the Mueller probe, how many millions of dollars. Did the government spend on the Mueller probe because of the Steele dossier? And we knew from day one, we've been saying it on this radio station for years, how it was fake mm-hmm. news. And and if they can, like you said earlier, I was listening on my way in, Casey, if they can do it to the president, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what's it going to be? And nobody ever right. gets punished. Nobody ever gets punished. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody, I mean, they the FBI did not properly vet this ridiculous information that was presented to them. They just went with it. McCabe and Comey and uh, Strzok, the great lovers. The lovers! Is it Strzok and Lisa Page? Yes, Strzok and Page, it's, yes. It's, it's, it needs to be, I mean, some serious, serious... But you're right, nothing's going to happen. I have a very important question for you, and I've been meaning to ask you this for several days now. How are you doing without Tucker? <laughs> so he's, for those of you who may not he's know, watching Little House on the Prairie. Nigel, Nigel was the world's biggest Tucker fan. Your whole I, I evening am. centered around mm-hmm. watching Tucker Carlson. I am, I am, and I, I like the kids would go to bed. I'd have it on DVR. Lindsay'd be getting ready for bed. It, you know, it takes her and takes her two hours to get ready for work and an hour to get ready for bed. Yeah. So I'm just by myself downstairs, <laughs> pour a drink, turn mm-hmm. on Tucker, and there mm-hmm. it is. And now it's like I'm the, I'm just I'm you know wandering around the neighborhood. Despondent, yeah. You know mm-hmm. the the narco's meme of uh, uh, Pablo Escobar yeah. just sitting, <laughs> remember the sad and pathetic. Remember the Seinfeld, uh, nothing to do. And really, I think my wife was actually happy. She's like, "Well, we can actually watch a show together." Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember the Seinfeld episode, the Kenny Rogers roasters, yes, where where Kramer drapes the sheet out the window and just starts shouting, "Kenny, come back!" I picture that being you with Tucker. Hammer sent me, I, don't, I haven't looked at this yet, but Hammer sent me a story about uh, how it is going to be on Twitter, how he, how Tucker's coming back to Twitter. Now, I haven't looked at it, but it's from Variety. I haven't looked at it yet, but um, let's see here. Seems like an odd move, doesn't it? Like, absence makes the heart grow fonder. He's the hottest guy in media right mm-hmm. now. He's getting paid not to work. Right. Wouldn't you just disappear for a while? Sit on the beach. And then have some sort of big comeback. I think, like Tony Cat says, this might just be a first step for him. But yeah, according to Variety, quote, Tucker Carlson tonight, senior executive producer Justin Wells is on board for Tucker Carlson's new Twitter show. Okay. Team Carlson is working as quickly as possible to launch the debut show from the host's home in Maine, where he has a full production studio. Right. No kidding. So... I don't I don't know what this looks like. I don't know. I wonder if it's just going to be like the show open, you know, like how he would put those yeah, on the YouTube. Monologue. Yeah, yeah, he the would 20 put 20-minute monologue, sure. Or if he's going to do a full hour-long tweet. But uh, I just the, don't know. the longer he stays out of the public's eye, you know, the more irrelevant he becomes. Mm. And he probably knows that. 
No, you I mean, gotta have a platform. I, he, was, he was the biggest and yeah. best in the world. He was at the very top of the food chain. Oh, <laughs> sure. People will clamor for yes, his return. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing, Nigel. And you can, I'd be curious to get your perspective on this because you have been in radio a long time, as as has Casey, as have I. And we know in radio, you are hired to get fired. That's kind of the joke, right? Everybody will eventually be blown out of here, and it'll the bell will toll for all of us. When I am let go from here, I just am letting my employers know now that uh, for six months, you will be writing me a check. I will be sitting on my couch and uh, I will absolutely in no way, shape or form make it easier on you to not pay me said money. Where are you at with it? You go try to do something else or would you be like, just pay me and I'm uh, going to enjoy a few months of. Uh, I'm going to enjoy a few months. <laughs> exactly. you know, Tucker doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the extra 60 mil. He was making 20 to 25 mil. <laughs> you know, they showed that they had those pictures of him right after he got fired down in Florida. Uh, on the golf cart where they said he was walking out of his $5.6 million home and into his $2.9 million adjacent home. Oh, well, how about that? (laughs) Right on the beach with his wife and his dog. Isn't that what we've been in the course of the business of talking about appraisals because of the assessments going up? Isn't that what the Leskowski residents just appraised for? (laughs) A cool cool 2.9 mil. Not anywhere close. That's the second house, by the way. (laughs) How's the uh, Tales from the Track going? It seems like you guys are selling tickets. It's like hot track, man. There are only a few tickets left. We got like 40 tickets left. It's Monday. It's Hammer and I hosting with uh, Ed Carpenter from Ed Carpenter Racing, longtime Hoosier. I consider him a Hoosier. I think he was born in in, in Illinois, but came here, went to Butler, and it's it's a small, intimate setting. Uh, it's this Monday. Tickets are only seventy five dollars, but that gets you food. That gets you. I think there's a cash bar oh. that gets you a question and answer session with Ed Carpenter. It's a really small. Set, setting. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's more than 150 people down in the WIBC lobby here. I love that you guys do this. I think it's great. I think it's one of the best things we do all of May. We've done we've done a bunch. Dario Franchitti was really cool. That's Tony Kanan right. was right. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Ed Carpenter will be uh, Ed Carpenter will be just as good. Could I make a request for next year? I mean, you don't have to listen to me, but I just throw it out there. Could we get Dick Simon as the uh, driver for Tales from the Track? Well, that's you know what? Maybe you can host it then. <laughs> <laughs> Our goal is to have people that people want to come see. Um, by There's, the way, you got the Indy 500 right. Was it two years ago? Oh yeah, an incredible. It was one of the it great, was the biggest windfall of my FanDuel history. It was. In, uh, it was incredible. Were you anger betting again? Uh, no, I was. I, I, Elio Castroneves was sitting in the third position, I believe. He was in a, a, a one-off car, but he's a veteran in the third position, and. I thought, man, the value is great uh, when you're betting on the Indy 500. Yeah. And so I bet, man, I I bet I uh, bet maybe twenty to twenty five dollars to win fifteen hundred. Wow. (laughs) Dollars. And he won. And he wasn't winning until the very end. Not at the not. Yeah, exactly. But he was in there till the very end. Um, By the way, I am actively looking for a ride home from the uh, Indy 500 if you're available. Rob, if you, I know, I mean, and I know right. you took Hammer's son right. to yes. prom. Would you mind being my driver Absolute, for the Indy 500? What, what is the mailman busy? <laughs> He's going, I think. Oh, we just—I've got a way. It's like I don't want to drive my truck down there. Yeah, I don't want to drive in parks. So I, I think I've got a way down there, but I don't know how I'm getting out. You know, Nigel, I I live two miles from the track. You could just walk, park your car at my place, and walk. Nigel, no, walk two miles. No, you really live two miles from the track? Yeah, it takes about an hour to get there. I did it last year. Walk there and walk back. Did you really? Yes, really. I might have to. All right. Are you you going? Takes you an hour to walk two miles. 
What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, it was a leisurely pace. I wasn't working out on my way <laughs> yeah. there. She wasn't power walking with her like hips swinging. Twenty and her to thirty arms minutes. So walk are you, the, a mile. The, those turtles, the slow skis from the old. Uh, Comcast How long do you think it takes you to walk a mile? It's probably oh, about 15, 20 minutes. Well, that's a half hour then to walk two two miles. No, 15. Okay. <laughs> There's no arguing. 20, There's whatever. no arguing with him. Is I said about an hour. It's the only thing I do well, Casey. About, Don't just, just put your, your cooler on wheels. That way, oh, when you need to stop yeah. and take a break, you yeah. can sit on it and right. okay. have a bath. <laughs> and take a break You've been involved miles. in multiple <laughs> altercations at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway over the years. I uh, At the Brickyard 400, me and my buddy <laughs> Quinn and Brian were sitting, had really good seats, and then uh, another friend of ours who was sitting somewhere else saw us. His name's John. You know who I'm talking uh, about. Yes, and I know John. He came up and uh, was really drunk, and the guy sitting next to us, who I didn't know... <laughs> Got very perturbed at how loud and obnoxious John was being and got up in his face and they were, I thought they were threatening to fight and the guy called himself the White Tornado. <laughs> don't get in the White Tornado's way, boy. Nothing get, gets through me and I don't get in, you know, like nothing gets through me and I don't get anybody's way. <laughs> Wow, when you're calling yourself your your own nickname, you so, know so, it's so, trouble. So, I, so John left, and I had to sit next to the white tornado for the rest. <laughs> it was it was fine too. We actually became buddies. Yeah, you said you guys were crushing some some brews oh, yeah. together. They're, they're going to the race together this year. Yeah, <laughs> the white tornado. What, what's coming up this afternoon? Um, man, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff. Uh, like rock music. Yeah. Of, of course, all the John Durham stuff. Yeah. All the Borders stuff. Gun guys filling in. And I'm talking to this guy, Sean Kelly, who's a musician and writer. And he talks about 80s rock. So oh, I, I mean, he's got a new book out. If you like 80s rock, cut your teeth on it like I did. We're going to pivot and talk about it. that laugh for a little while. Love it. Thank you, Nigel. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.